Hi, happy Monday. Hello, Polish women. We are now on our new um, version of our Polish woman, the Polish woman show, the Polish woman podcast show. And I'm really excited to have our very first guest for today. She's a close, close friend of mine, very close, like a family, in fact. And um, I've been, I've known this girl for like woman for like years and years and years <laughs> and and her parents are actually like my parents they, are, they adopted me so i'm i i really am so glad she's from my country from the philippines flew here to be with us on the polish woman show so basically now on our polish woman we all know that the polish woman is a confident woman she's resilient and you know for our topic for today it's about finding beauty and hope and peace, you know, from your brokenness. What is that, you know, what is, if you are a broken person, and all of us have traumas in our life, but you know what, we, that's not a, an excuse for us to not thrive in life, to not be resilient. And this is an example. This person, our guest for today, is, is a good example of resilience. And, you know, just really finding beauty and peace and hope you know, from her brokenness. And she will tell us her story. And our quote for today, I don't want to forget this. Tough times never last, but tough people do. And I think I'm also one example. <laughs> so loss is something that we've all experienced in some way or another. And some of us are actually more than most, especially in the last year or so because of the pandemic. Just a lot of us have been really affected. And for some reason, there are people who couldn't, who didn't take it well, but there are also some people who took it really well and found beauty in it. So our guest for today, a good friend of mine, she's the first lady of the Philippines in Manila. Hello, come. Hi, oh, my Jess. dear friend. Good to see you. It's been so long. It's been so long. Hello from the Philippines. Yeah, this is my sister Jessica. Yeah. Hi, Shields. Okay, can we cheers first? Yes, of course, of course. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. And then um, so welcome to our beautiful place. This yeah, is our, I love it. I love I'm trying, it. We're still trying to experiment where we're right. going to end up with our follow one. We just actually uh -huh. reassessed it and this is fairly new and you are our first guest! I'm just honored and privileged and just really thank you for having me. Such an honor to be here. I know. Okay. As we all know, when we start our show, I want to start with our guest's testimony. What is her story? And I know all of you want to hear every single woman's story. So what is your story, Sheila? Okay, um, pretty much I'm, I'm just a regular woman like everybody else okay mm -hmm. back in manila i'm not exactly a housewife i do work we have our own taxi business mm -hmm. we have um, a couple of branches of our own gas station mm -hmm. i'm a wife i'm a mom my husband is a politician he's actually a congressman in our own district in metro manila mm -hmm. and um what else do i do so pretty much that's just about it but more than just work i i come home to my kids every day of course they are my priority i love to cook in fact, during the pandemic, um, unfortunately, my, my taxi business was very much affected by the pandemic because no one would go out, no one would be riding cabs, no one was um, allowed to ride a public transportation. So I had to find other ways to help my husband. I opened, um, well, I like the cook, so I called it Sheila's Happy Kitchen. 
So I, I like to sell um, beef, so all sorts of beef, vegetables. Pasta is actually my forte. But you know, Jess, there's a story of why I called it Sheila's Happy Kitchen. Mm -hmm. It was something, um, I, I went through this really, really tough times with my son, which I will share later on. Mm -hmm. And well, my, my kitchen became so sad. So it, it was where my memories were built really, truly with my son. So eventually my kitchen was really so gloomy and all that. And now that my kitchen is back to where it was before, we decided to call it Happy Kitchen because Aww. now I'm starting to cook again, bringing back all the memories. So I still do it actually now until today, from time to time. Mm -hmm. Although the pandemic is getting better, mm -hmm. I still do cook and accept um, orders from time to time, but it's not really my main focus anymore. That's why I'm here. I found time to visit you. Oh my God, <laughs> yeah. that's so good. So what really happens, if, if, you, if it's okay for yeah, you to yeah. share um, to our audience, because I know that a lot of people mm. actually went through that, and I'm, I'm, yeah. I went through it as well. I, know, I told I you, yes. and a lot of moms are also suffering. I actually right. am close to somebody who actually had her son almost, you know, right, committed right. Um, suicide, and yes. but now he's on the verge of. He actually went through the verge of like really doing it, and then finally you know finding yeah recovering. yeah recovering from it and i was on the verge of you know doing it as well because yes. i i told you i think i shared it with you that oh my gosh i felt like really dark right but if i if i felt like if i didn't have the holy spirit if i didn't have god right. i would have done something right but right. then and then again i know somehow because of that darkness that went that you know that is around me I was like, okay, what am I going to do? Right. You know, am I going to deal with this whole right. darkness or fight and, right. you know, right. get through that darkness? Yeah. Because the thing is, Jess, I believe that yeah. when you are going through darkness or suffering from extreme pain, mm -hmm. you totally don't see any light at the end of the tunnel. You yeah. really think oh, that, no. right? No, you really. think it's really the end of everything. Yeah, right? yeah. I was just telling you, like, yeah. I was just actually telling you um, the other day that, for example, now I'm talking to you, right? Okay, right, I can see right. you. And then all of a sudden, like, it would be dark. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. all of a sudden, like, I'm not hearing you. what you're, you're right, telling right. me. You're and not I, here anymore. Like, I'm not here anymore. Like, all I see is darkness and blurry and all cloudy. Right. I went through that stuff. Right. And I'm sure, right. you know, Renzo yeah. went through that yes, stuff. Yes. But then again, that's why it's hard. If you don't talk to anybody, if you don't share, mm -hmm. somehow, my husband's being... Uh, overly <laughs> codependent mm -hmm. help me right, because he's right. always around me right, right you know and if this is what i want to share with people that if that's why your kids need you like to absolutely. be there all the time absolutely because when if david was not beside me and not being yeah. codependent i wouldn't have made it i wouldn't have done it. something right you know right but because he was there that i had to like okay i'm not feeling well this is what yeah. i'm feeling now yeah. Yeah. It's it's really weird. Right. Okay. So um, let me share just, you know, mm -hmm. back then when I was still in high school, I've always told myself as a young, I, I remember I was only 15, I told myself, one day I'm going to get married and I'm going to have five kids. Mm -hmm. You know, while all my friends were saying, I'm going to be a doctor, I'm going to be a president, <laughs> I'm going to be a lawyer, accountant, CPA, whatever. Yeah. I didn't dream, not, I, I don't belittle the dream of a housewife. I actually yeah. don't. But... I didn't dream that big for myself either. Yeah. I really just wanted to be a wife and a mom. Mm -hmm. 
So I told myself, one day I'm going to get a boyfriend, and my first boyfriend, I'm going to marry him. Guess what, Jess? <laughs> my husband is my first boyfriend. Really? Bong is my first boyfriend. Yeah. I, you didn't try any other guy? But I should have. No, I should have. No, but really, okay. um, when, I, when I met my husband, of course, I was dating different men. Yeah. You know, I, I had all these um, options in life. Mm -hmm. But when I finally met this man, he was so driven, he had all these ambitions, and I thought, hey, we're a perfect combination. Mm -hmm. He'll do all the job in bringing the finances to the house, mm -hmm. and I will be the one to raise my family. And remember, they started, ladies, they started with nothing. Yeah. They started <laughs> with, right? Yes, remember? Yes, yes. Yeah. In fact, I remember um, I was looking at a, a, a certain lipstick in a department store. It was yeah. such a cheap brand, $7, Chess. I couldn't even afford it. It was so oh horrible. But, you know, I had my in-laws, they were shopping left and right, and like, I couldn't even afford something like that because yeah. we were struggling. The taxi business that we started in came with a huge debt to pay. Mm -hmm. But prior to that, I remember when my husband was still in law school, he wanted yeah. to be a lawyer. The reason why he wanted to be a, a lawyer was because he wanted to be a lawmaker one day. Wow. It wasn't because he wanted to be a lawyer and defend people. It, it was precisely because he always believed that those who have less in life deserve more in terms of law. And there's no way you can be a lawmaker until you know the law of your country, right? Yes. So I remember he was getting ready to take the bar exams. I w he was studying and I was jumping on the sofa. You know, like a little child, I was just 21, I was playing, playing. I got a story. Yeah, and I said to him, you know, you're so intelligent, you have all the, you're an honor student, I'm sure one day you're gonna make it, you're gonna be this big lawyer. Yeah. I wanna have five kids. Yeah. And I remember, because my husband wasn't rich either, and yeah. he said, he just looked at me and said, how, how do you plan to feed the five kids? And I said, I don't know, that's your problem. But I want to have five <laughs> I kids. That. Yeah, and you know what he even said? <sighs> five kids, right. I swear he made it face. And you know what I said? Well, it doesn't have to be you. I'm going to find someone who will cooperate with me in yes. making the five kids. But I knew what I wanted. Wow. Jess, I have five kids today. I made it. I made it. I have a very good-looking husband who is driven. He... We did well. We, we started with one gas station. Today, we actually have 85 branches of gas stations. Yes. We, we started with 30 random cabs, like secondhand random cabs. Mm -hmm. We have 500 cabs today, debt-free. I mean, praise God for all the blessings He has given us. Because yeah. I remember telling God, because my husband came, to, came home one night and he said, do you not have any plans of working? We were just newly married. And you know, I come from a good family. Yes. My mom doesn't even work. My dad just, you know, she wakes up, she goes to the parlor, yeah. plays tennis with her friend. <laughs> you know, it's such a great life that my dad provides for her. So yeah. I thought, I could have a life like yeah. that too. Yeah. But my husband's like, I I'm not like her dad, okay? So what's your plan? I said, ma'am, I'm, I'm going to be housewife. And he said, no, you need to work and help me. Because if you think that there is a lot of money in politics, yes. we're both going to die a pauper. So I got scared because, as I said, I come from a good family. Yes. No way am I going to die in the streets, right? Yes. So that's how we started our taxi business, et cetera, wow. et cetera. So now when I tell people, do you, do you actually believe in forever or yes. meeting the, the man of your dreams? Yes. And I will share, yeah, you, you should. You should. There is a forever out there because mm -hmm. it happened to me. Yes. So I met the man of my dreams mm -hmm. and I have five kids. Mm -hmm. The best part is God provided for the needs of my children. Yes. Because I told God, I'm not going back to corporate world where I have to work till Sunday. Yeah. I have kids already. Because you have five kids. And, yeah, and he gave yeah. me my own business where I can, you know, um, work go to work anytime yeah, or from anytime, home, whatever. Yeah. 
So imagine the perfect life I had, Jess. Mm -hmm. I had my dream husband, my kids, my house that I built. One day, I was in a supermarket doing errands for my kids. Life looked so perfect. I picked up a call. And my nanny at home, one of my helpers, was screaming. She's like, man, you gotta come home. You gotta come home now, now. I'm like, why are you even yelling at me? Mom, now, it's Renzo, it's Renzo. She was screaming and screaming, and I said, what happened? What happened to Renzo? And she just went on. She wouldn't say anything. She just said, you gotta come home now. No, there's no time. There's no time. I said, what happened? But she wouldn't say anything. So I was just thinking, you know, if there was an accident or there was a fight or something, she would have said it. Mom, if there was an accident, he drowned or something, she would have said it. But she wouldn't So I said, is he still breathing? Just what else was I supposed to think of, right? Yeah. And she said, no. That was when I cried. I cried. I was inside my van. And I remember, you know how vans are, there's like a yes. huge space, right? Yeah. But I remember I pulled my chair and moved my chair backwards to create, a foot, totally backwards yeah. to create a space around me. I went down on my knees in the van and I didn't even care what the driver would say anymore. And I just put my hands up in the air and I said, God, no. Sorry. Yeah, I just said, God, don't do this to me. I've always been an obedient servant of yours. Mm -hmm. I brought my children close to you. I taught them well about you. I brought my whole family to you. Every single thing you've ever asked of me, I did it. I was so faithful to you. Don't do this to me. Yeah. And I told God, you've raised Lazarus from the dead before. You can do it again. Yeah. So I was just... Like, it's not like I was talking to myself. I was really yelling in the car and I said, when I come home, I'm going to see my son. Maybe, maybe not well. He, he could be so unwell. He probably is in a coma. I don't know if it's going to take me 10, 20, 30 years to get him alive. But he's got to be breathing. So imagine just every single thing I asked for from God, he gave it. He gave my husband, my children, my business, my dream house, everything he gave. So I knew he was going to keep my son alive. I just knew he wouldn't fail me. So imagine how I felt when I came home and I saw a dead body. And I was just yelling at him. I was so angry and I said, this is your time to prove to me that you were real, that you come down here and get my son breathing. I waited and I waited and I was just looking at my son. And he, he obviously, obviously yeah. God didn't come down, right? So yes, um, I, I lost my son to a mental health problem. He, he died by suicide. My son is, um, he, he likes to do sports. He was always into sports ever since before, and he liked to shoot. You know how mothers are? I'm sure if your son came to you and told you, I want to shoot, I'm sure yeah. the answer is no, right? Yeah. I mean, no guns yes. in the house. Yes. But it's a dream sport of my husband, but he just couldn't afford it when he was young. Yeah. So when my son said he wanted to shoot, he, my husband was in connivance with him. 
But the deal was he never bring home the gun because we have children there. Yes. His sisters are there. And he has always obliged himself to not bring in the gun. We would watch him in shooting practices. He would clean his gun, put it back in the locker. Apparently, we found out he brought it home that evening and took his life away. I struggled. Suzuki, mm -hmm. and the plate number was God 529. I actually have a photo of it in my phone. I just couldn't find it. But yes. It says God 529. I said, I have so many cabs, and I can I can most likely get another plate number with the word God. That's for sure. She said, no shields. Yeah. There, there is a meaning to the 529 mm -hmm. because I, I used a, a concordance Bible. Mm -hmm. I said, what's that? It's not a regular Bible. Apparently, Concordance Bible is what the priests in Catholic use when they are studying the Word of God. In fact, in the Vatican, that's the kind of Bible that they use. She said, I went through the Concordance Bible and I googled, I, I checked the meaning of 529 in Hebrew. Mm -hmm. and in Greek, rather. In Greek, it means faithful. So, G-O-D, 529, plate number means God is faithful. Mm -hmm. So, I said, ah, so... 
I am a good person. He took my son away without showing any sign of yes. mental illness. Yes. And you want me to believe he's faithful. Yes. Hmm, doesn't make sense. She said, yeah, because God doesn't make sense. That's the truth. I mean, if we always understood God, then we're God too. Yes. But we're not, so we cannot always understand His ways. Mm -hmm. Then she said, but there is a Hebrew meaning to 529. I said, so what's the Hebrew meaning? And she said, the Hebrew meaning is the reception of a newly arrived official in the kingdom of heaven. So oh. God 529 means God meets a newly arrived official in the kingdom of heaven. He called my son an official. He's, he's not just a regular kid in the block. So he's... He's in heaven. He's in heaven. In yeah. fact, my friend was saying, what the hell is your problem that you're so angry at God? You were always praying for your family to be in heaven one day. You were always praying, not for money to come in, not for richness on earth to, to flow in your, your life, but for your children to make it to heaven one day. So your son was sick. He took your son. You're angry. What do you want God to do? What's your problem? Yeah. Didn't you always ask for that? He was suffering from so much pain. And I was still in denial. I said, yeah. that message is not for me. Yeah. Because she really showed it to me. I, I, I'll look for it later. I'm going to yeah. show it to you. And she said, this message is for you. Why? Because every time you call Uber or Grab, any kind of car can pick you up. Yes. It could be a Toyota, a Sentra, a yes. Honda. I don't know. A Rolls Royce could be any car. But what are the odds that the car that would pick me up would be a Suzuki? I can't and what are the odds that she actually looked at the... Plate number. number. Because normally when you get a grab, you don't look at the plate number. No, but Jess, I will yeah. show you the car. She took a photo. Yeah. Because it's a Suzuki, the front of the car was a big letter S. Uh, S yeah. for Sheila, S for Sundai. And then be, be, below the plate number was another S because it's a Suzuki. Yes. She said, isn't this the political font and the political color of oh your husband gosh. for 20 years? Now, what is 529? Five in terms of months is May. 29 minus 5 is 24. That's Renzo's birthday, May 24. Now tell me this message isn't for you. Oh, Jess, I cried. I went down on my knees and I said, Thank you, Jesus, for taking my son. He must have been in so much, I don't know, mental, emotional pain. That, because now I, I'm a mental health advocate. I converted myself. I used to be, well, as I said, I was a, I'm a cook, I'm a wife, a housewife, I'm a mother, mm -hmm. I'm a businesswoman. I put everything behind and mm -hmm. put it aside. I am currently a mental health advocate because of what happened to my son. Mm -hmm. I studied mental health. I work with top-notch doctors in our country. Mm -hmm. And um, I give talks now in different universities. In fact, I even go to the provinces yes. to talk to schools, to talk to teachers, how to handle students. I address to um, children. I speak to children 12 to 20 years old. I speak to moms. Mm -hmm. So they are, you know, it's funny because every time I post my posters on social media, okay, come join me, I'm giving a talk. My mom friends would say, oh, I'm not your target market. My son doesn't have depression. My daughter is not mentally ill. I always I tell them, you don't know that. You don't know. You don't exactly. know that. In fact, Jessica, and to all those watching, be very cautious because before I lost my son to suicide, I lost him on a Friday. Tuesday, just three days before I lost him, yes. he called me in the office and he said, Mom, I'm not coming home tonight for dinner. I said, oh, why? I'm going to awake because my friend passed on. I said, who friend? And he gave the name. Mm -hmm. said, oh, my God, what, what happened to him? Mom, he died by suicide. 
So why he's so young? So I said, no, you come home tonight. We're going to have a talk, and then you go to the wake after. Okay. Chess, when we were talking, mm -hmm. I asked him and his sister, I said, kids, I hope, you know, the, the suicide is getting to reveal. It's happening everywhere, and now it's happening to your friend. Yeah. It's getting closer to us. I hope none of you kids are going through that or thinking of doing that to yourselves or hurting yourselves. Because if you have problems in life, mm -hmm. we parents are here to help you go through your challenges in yes. life. Now, after we solve your problem, I can assure you the next day when you wake up, you will have another problem because that's part of life. Exactly. But it's okay. Yeah. We're here, you have friends, we have family, mm -hmm. and you are strong enough to go through it. Yes. You know what you said? Jeez, mom, we've been talking for 30 minutes. What the hell? Do I look like I'm gonna go through suicide? Oh, come on, you gotta be kidding, mom. And he would roll his eyes up. That's why I always tell the parents, you don't know, because they are never going to tell you. Never. Robin Williams, um, Marilyn Monroe, who's this famous chef? Um, Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain. Nobody, Anthony Bourdain. nobody saw it coming. Especially Robin Williams. Come on, he's so funny. I mean, he's always so you know, yeah. happy. He actually makes people laugh. Whoever thought he was suffering so much inside. inside. And when you ask them, they're never going to say, I'm not okay. Mm -hmm. It's always, I'm okay. That's why we need to, I always tell um, teenagers today, when you feel that your friend is suffering from depression, go a step further. Even when they say it's, they're okay, tell them, hey, let's grab a drink. Sheila, tell me, tell me, you know, for all the moms and women out there, what are the signs? Have you noticed anything? Okay, because I did because not... it's hard. It's yes. also hard. Like, okay, you were seeing your like you're yeah. seeing your kids every day. Every day, you talk to them as if nothing happened. And you know, but... just not just that. You know, yeah. I'm a very cool mom. Yeah. In fact, I always tell my kids, "You, you want a drink? I mean, you're so stressed with school. Yeah. Let's grab a drink." Yeah. And then before you know, I more up to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I really do that because I like I like it that they open up with me. I want to be friends with your friends. I want to be able to yeah. go down and relate to I them. I think that's how Filipinos are. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I think it's yeah. the way to do it. But um, you see. Okay, going back to the science. Yes, yeah. there were signs. But because I did not know mental health, I did not consider them science. Number one. Because back also in our country, we have that stigma, right? We have yeah, that whole stigma. thing that if you, you're crazy. Fact, yeah. I think that's the reason why he took his life. He was too scared to say, I'm, I'm feeling abnormal. And this is not, I, yeah. I'm going through something that I cannot explain. And you're a man. You're not supposed. I think in the, in the Philippines, yes. they feel, hey, you're a man. You're not supposed yeah, to feel that. Not, yeah. But who cares, Jess? If men should cry. Yeah. I, I don't believe that I'm a man. I shouldn't cry. What's wrong with that if you cry? Yeah. Or I'm a man. I shouldn't show that I'm so in love with my wife. The wife should be the one keep, who keeps posting me. Yes. No, it, it's a stigma. It's pride. It's, it's the embarrassment. Mm -hmm. But it shouldn't be. Yeah. It's not a big deal. Yeah. I think here in the States, it's not a big deal. Everyone's seeing doctors here. Oh, yeah. Everyone's yeah. seeing doctors. Everyone's taking medications. Medications. It's not a big deal. But, you know, it started with the same thing, just like in the Philippines. It started, like, hiding it. You right. know, I'm not seeing any therapist. But now we're, like, super open. Like, right. I literally tell everyone that I'm, like, okay, I'm seeing a therapist. I take, me, I take medications. Right. And I'm, like, about to take off it. But it's not a big deal. And in yeah. Manila, the fact that you're th taking um, medication for your mental health, they think you're crazy. Yeah. Or when you say, I have bipolar. In fact, just I have in my company, we have bipolars, we have narcissists. Mm -hmm. They perform so well. Yeah. You'll be amazed, but they are under medication. Yeah. I think um, 
Having a mental illness is just like having a heart disease or any mental condition. Yeah. And you know, I speak this truth everywhere I go because I want people who are suffering from depression to know that they are being represented. Yes. And I feel just honestly, strong people stand for themselves, but the strongest ones stand up for others. I love that. So I think we should, you know, to all of you out there, join me in, in, make, in being the loud voice in this yes, silent epidemic. Yes, so true. This, this has got to stop. So what are the signs she is? Okay, okay, with my son, in the last two weeks before I lost him, mm -hmm. he was isolating already. Apparently, it's a strong sign. He didn't want to join us for dinner. Mm -hmm. he, um, he didn't want to drink with us anymore. He, he kept canceling plans. But I didn't, as I said, I didn't know mental health. I didn't take it as a sign because it was exam week. Okay. I thought he was like tired. He just needed to study. I took it. But when you look at it, it was very consistent. He was canceling plans left and right. In fact, the night that he passed on, he was supposed to be with his ex-girlfriend. They were getting back together. He didn't show up. He just didn't pick her up. He didn't call him. Nothing. He just isolated. A strong isolation signs should yes. be considered. Number two, in the, in the 12 weeks, Apparently, he was suffering from a mental illness for two years already. Just, I didn't know. Would you believe it? He would tell his friends, I think I want to take my life away, or I think I'm suffering from depression. But the friends took it lightly. You know how it's like when you go to a movie, oh my God, so depressed, I feel so sad. They thought it was just something like that. That's why I tell people, don't take the word depression too lightly. Yeah. Use it in the right context. Okay. So another sign, in the eight to 12 months of his last the months on earth, I caught him three times, falling asleep, sweating, like profusely. Mm -hmm. And the doctor said, I told the doctor, you know, sometimes when I'm so tired, I fall asleep and I'm also sweating, right? Mm -hmm. But the doctor said, but you wake up when you're sweating, right? Because you do wake up yes. and then you turn on the aircon. This kid would be really wet backward and he's still sleeping. You know what? Oh my God, goodness. Why, why is the that? doctor said, have you ever experienced having a fight with your husband? Okay. And then you're fighting, but you need to pretend to be okay because you're going to a wedding or a party. Then you have to pretend you're okay, but you're not. Yes. That's a very difficult situation, right? It's yes. like, that's how but they so are. The, yeah, because you're keeping it. You're, like, you're keeping you're, you're it. trying to be like... Yeah, you're yeah. trying to be decent, but you decent, actually want to push him in the corner. Yeah, like, yeah. you want to burst. You want yeah. to you wanna, you wanna cry. Yeah. That's how they feel. They are pretending to be okay in front of people 24 hours when they are actually not. But they have to be happy. Have to. They have to be happy. They have to be smiling because that's the... It, it's, a, it's what they portray, like Robin Williams. Yes. Now, the reason why they're sweating is they are too tired, well, at least in my country, to turn on the air con. It's really draining that when they go home, they just pass out and sleep. They are so tired pretending to, to, to be happy with life. It's mentally and emotionally doing. Just to even pretend for a few hours is so tiny. Imagine for 24 hours every day they're, they're, they're pretending to be okay. So I remember now the, the, the day before he died, he was sweating profusely. Because I was looking for him and his sister said, Mom, he came home already. He said, I didn't see him. Maybe because he was already so tired, he just yeah. passed out on his bed. Yeah. So I went to his room, he was sweating. So I got the towel, I wiped his back, I was wiping him, then I put, you know, like a baby, you put powder. Oh, yeah. So I was putting powder all over him, I turned on the aircon, then I raised the sheets until his waist. Yeah. I didn't want to cover him because he was still sweating. But I raised it until here, so in case the aircon gets really cold already, he can easily pull it up. Yeah. The next day I saw him. He was going down the stairs, I was going up. And I said, sweetie pie, you were sweating again last night, why wouldn't you turn on the aircon? Oh, my goodness. 
Thank God I check on you. I'm such a great mom. What will you do without me? You know, I'm just teasing yeah. him. Because I like to play with my children. Yeah. And normally he would answer, Oh, mom, you're so feeling. I can do a lot without you. You know, he'd start yeah. playing. This time, he didn't even look at me. He was just going down. I remember that was the last time I saw him actually when I saw his nape. Because he was going down and I looked at him and I saw his nape and I said, Baby, are you okay? He didn't even look at me. Just, I'm just tired. He went down. You know my mistake, Jess? I should have said, no, look at me. Are you okay? Yeah. But it's something you take for granted. That, yeah, yeah, okay. But when you think about it, that's not normal. Your child just goes down, not talk to you, not minding you, and just says, I'm okay, and not even look at you. I should have reached out. I should have said, are you really okay? Talk to me. Yeah. But I just let him be. And then the night that I lost him, I remember he came through the kitchen and I said, hey, sweetie, it's time for dinner. And I remember he said, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll join, I'll join you. But you know the feeling when you're doing something, when you're doing something naughty, you're, you're kind of rushing. Yeah, you're kind of rushing. Yeah, so yeah. that's how I felt with him. It was kind of rushing. But, you know, it's like a guilt. It's like yeah, a yeah, it's like, thing. Yeah, yeah, but like, I, again, I did, I let it pass. But yeah. I saw it. There was guilt. He was hiding something. I just let it pass. Maybe because I was busy cooking. But you know, after he passed on, we were checking the CCTV camera in the house. He was actually holding the gun. I just didn't notice because he passed by my back and he rushed through the staircase. But he was holding his bag already. Oh. Yeah. So, um, there you go, Chad. Yeah. It's a story of my life. But you know, again, while I, I was struggling with God for a long time, and it wasn't like... I had to change my eulogy. Yes. It was now I was telling. So your last minute, you had to change. I had your to change it, and I was telling the anger. world that yes. God allows things. No, I don't think He caused it. Yeah. In fact, I believe just prior to me knowing that my son had passed on, God already oh. found him weeping. Yeah. You know what? What was? What was he supposed to do? My son is a godly person. I, I don't even believe when people say, "Oh, maybe he didn't believe in God. That's why he took his life." That's not true. As I've said. When you have cancer, does it mean you don't believe in God? Mm -hmm. When you have a ment or when you have a heart condition, does it mean you don't believe in God? Just because you're sick doesn't mean you you don't believe in God. My son had a mental illness. People say he didn't believe in God. No, his sickness was just like all other people's sickness. When you have migraine, doesn't mean you're not a believer of God. Yeah. It doesn't follow. Yeah. It's just a normal sickness. Just it's just that people try to set it aside, and they say. Oh, maybe he didn't have faith. That's not true. Do you know on the 40th night of my son, we threw a dinner mm -hmm. just to celebrate his new life. We invited his friends to come from school. There was one mom who walked in and said, my name is Mrs. Like This and That. I didn't have the chance to thank you during the week. I want to thank you. I said, thank me for what? Do you know that your son brought my son closer to God? When he was alive, that was the last time I saw your son. Mm -hmm. He was in a retreat. He sponsored the son of my friend, mm -hmm. and he said, when I picked up my son, I saw your son dancing in the retreat, praising Jesus with hands up in the air. Wow. So in my mind, I was thinking, my son must have been in so much pain. So much pain. Emotion. You yeah. know the pain, right? Oh, yeah. So he probably asked God, God, help me. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And God probably said, are you in pain, son? Take my hand. Okay. I'll take you with me. And now he, he, he suffers no more. How can I not thank the Lord for taking the pain away? I'm not saying I'm grateful he took my son. As I've said, I may be helping a lot of children right now who are suffering from depression. I may be helping a lot of people who are suicide survivors. I would take my son any time of the day in exchange of all these people I'm helping. Yes. 
but this is what it is for me today. And I, I, I just want to be grateful to God that, number one, my son's death did not go in vain. Mm -hmm. You know, one day my children are going to look back to the life of their brother, and I don't want them to say, oh, it's just another suicide, because mm -hmm. no, it isn't. Their brother started a movement that is now helping other people, other people. who are suffering the way he did. So it had to take his life for others to live. That's how I want to see it. And I want to thank God every single day of my life for bringing purpose to his death, that he allowed me to find um, peace and, and purpose in my current brokenness. Because truth to be told, there is beauty in brokenness. There is beauty in brokenness. Yes. And he used you, um, especially now that you, you, know, you yes. are a public figure and mm -hmm. all in the Philippines and you just travel all over the Philippines and now you're basically yes. sharing your story to the yes. to the world you know right, and right. and sharing it with us and proving that there is really a beauty in brokenness right. and that there is you know that you can find peace in it absolutely you know it takes yeah. time but it yes. is as you can see I've Yes, you can see she's still hurting, you're of still hurting. Absolutely. And I think it will be forever. Be yes. It will always be there. My, my husband always says, we are going to take this pain with us until our last breath. I mean, just don't get me wrong. There are days I'm really okay. Like today, I'm okay. Yeah. It's just that my being okay is not the same as being okay before. Yeah. It's never going to be the same. Mm -hmm. Because there's a piece of me that's gone. Like, I can't really say half of me is gone, but it's like, you know, when you have five fingers. You lose one finger, you cannot cut steak anymore. Yeah. There's no way you can cut or yeah. carry a glass. It's not going to be the same. But you're, you're okay. You're still you're functioning. Okay. Yeah, you're still functioning. Yeah. That's so true. Hey, you have four kids. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Four kids exactly. that need you and Absolutely. need your husband. Absolutely. I am really, really proud of you because That's you true. and Bob, who actually serves the country, you are yeah. still together because I know a lot of you know, marriages have been broken when, as soon as they lose yes. someone. I mean, I'm sure you went through that right. whole, yeah. you know, yeah, you know, problem just, as well. Yeah, I wanted well. to share, you know, we were blaming each other. Yes. Like I was telling him, you were barely, I was yelling, you were barely there for the yes. children. You kept thinking of how to make money. It was always about money. Then he yelled back and he said, okay, fine. I was always trying to make money because I wanted to provide my my family with a life I didn't have when I was young. Right. If that's a sin to you, then so be it. But what about you? You're just in the house and you didn't even know our son was sick. Oh my God, Jeff. I was like, oh my God. So I wanted to throw him out of the You were fighting every day. And finally that evening, I was just down on the floor. I was crying and crying. And he picked me up and he hugged me and he said, I love you of me whatever we have together it was always for you and the kids now there is no manual on how to love children this is what we know if it's not enough for them then there's nothing we can do anymore but this is just the only thing we know but you know just as i've said i don't want to take it personally because I, I told god of all the ways to lose a son or a child could have been to lose a child in itself is bad enough yes but how i lost him tripled the pain yeah. so i told him and you had to choose suicide of all the ways i asked god is it because i'm a bad person because i'm a sinner what about this that and he started pointing fingers they're worse than me but you know god spoke to me Jess, and he told me who, who even told you it's about you i took your son not for your glory but for my glory this was never about you it's about me 
Because it is really about God. It, yeah. We live not for ourselves, but for Him. So He took my son for His purpose, for His glorification, that others may live. Yeah. I'm not saying it's okay, mm -hmm. but I'm seeing the purpose now. This is what it is. And I, well, what I tell myself all the time is that we just have to keep moving forward now. Right? Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But, but before we go, okay, I, I know you're, you're kind of in a rush now. Yeah. Before we go, I just want to say this to everyone. To all of you out there um, suffering from depression, any mental illness, any mental disorder, any pain, any emotional pain that you're going through, I can feel your pain because when I lost my son, believe me, I was there. I almost took my life too. I went crazy. I went ballistic. I blamed myself. I saw nothing but darkness. But when I kept my faith and my path with God, I just realized that even the darkest of nights come to an end. And then, and then, the sun will rise. Whether you like it or not, the sun is going to rise. So keep going, keep fighting, keep moving. Even the stars can't shine without darkness. So we will need darkness once in a while. Right, oh yeah yeah i was actually just telling the kids yesterday that there is like a fork you know i think this is right. like i was telling them there's a fork right you're in the middle there's this fork on the left that's all about like money yes. you know fun and everything yes. the you know the life, worldly life the like, yeah everything and then yeah. there's another one that you can see hills you can see people crying right. you can see people you know but at the end you will see darkness on right. this left but on right. this one you'll see light on the you know right. at the end so right. what would you choose right of course you choose of course, the hard right part path. it's yeah, yeah it's 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 part of life right, right? right. but look at you you're traveling all over and sharing this. I mean, yes, and Renzo is yes. literally happy up I there know, watching you and telling you, Mom, yeah, I'm so proud of you. I know. You know, just in <laughs> losing my boy, I realized the immeasurable value of life. Yeah. He taught me the true meaning of life. And I know one day I'm going to see him on the other side and mm -hmm. he's going to tell me how proud he is of me for breathing life into his death. I know he will. Yeah, he tell is. He's literally like smiling. He's smiling with God right now. I know. He's celebrating <laughs> Christmas with a celebration. I know. With a real, a real how celebration. How amazing is that, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you, Sheila. This is such a good um, first episode. <laughs> I <laughs> hope so. I hope we didn't disappoint you. Oh yes. my gosh. Are you kidding? But Cheers to that. Cheers to that. that. Yeah. Celebrate love. And I don't want to forget, um, you know, my Bible verse that I chose for Sheila today and to all of you is from 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. Ah, yeah, 16 to 18. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Whatever happens, give thanks because it is God's will in Christ, Jesus, that you do this. Amen. Amen. I love right? That. Okay. I love that. Moving into the new, new year, this is like the 2022, the Polish Woman will have a new format, which is now we're starting. Going forward, we'll be inviting our guests to share not only their testimonies and focusing on the role that faith has played and continues to play in their lives as they grow, create, and become the best versions of themselves. I invite you all to join us for our new year, the Polish Woman podcast show. Thank you, Yay. Sheila. I love you. I love you, Jess. Thank you for having me.